0: Hello, hello, my positive power ladies. So what's going on today? What are you doing this week to step outside of your zone, out of your comfort zone? What risk are you taking? What call are you making that you're like, oh my God, they may say no. Well, here's the deal. And I was talking to one of my friends out in California over the weekend, and we were talking about this. What if everything you went after, you just separated yourself from it? And even if it was about your voice or doing a screenplay you wrote or a book you wrote or a business you created and you could say, hey, we just weren't a fit. That person just wasn't in my zone right now. We weren't a match and not take it personally. All right. That didn't work out then. I wasn't a match for them. They didn't need what I was putting down, offering, whatever way you want to say it. There's so many things we would do if we didn't take things personally and put ourselves out there to hear as many rejections as possible that we could handle to get that one yes. And when you put that space, I always call it that invisible space between you, And the person on the other side, you can't take it as personally. So just for one week, I challenge you to do that. Take this week to put yourself out there in so many different ways and be okay if they don't answer the phone. They don't call you back. They don't like your product. Guess what? That doesn't mean it's not awesome and it's not amazing. And there aren't other people that would really love it. And the more you get that courage and that confidence, believe me, you will hear the yeses. And why am I talking about that now? Because my next two ladies who are coming on embody that. I love these women all the way from Dubai. These ladies, they are a dream team and what they're putting out there and taking risks to make a real difference in the world. Ah, They inspire me. I can't wait for you to hear all about Kristen and Paula. All right, guys. I love you. Don't forget, support, rate. We're on Patreon. Would love anything that you can support us there. Make sure you share the podcast. Toodles.
1: Welcome to Positive Power Lady, Listen in as your host, Sandy Joy Weston, takes on the hottest topics, explores how to deal with them in a positive, bold
0: way, and chats with some amazing power ladies out in the world. Well, hello, hello, my let's keep it real people. This has been one week, huh? Lots of fun things going on, and you sit back have some tea, glass of wine, have no idea what time it is in your part of the world, a beer, a cosmopolitan, whatever it is you want, chill. And I'm excited for you to listen to my next two guests, Paula Newby Kirsten Weatherhol- Westholter. Oh my God, I got her name wrong. I was like, easy peasy. All right, Holter, we got it now. Hello, I'm not cutting that baby. All right, all right. I know they're laughing at me, but. Or with me is it with me or at me i'm not sure we'll find out but before i bring them on these ladies were who they've done lots of great things they're coming from dubai right into your little ear so let me tell you about it. it's gonna be fun because we're having two guests let's hope they behave we were talking before about my other guest about sizzling sex and they were really wanting to tell us all their stories i think they're going to tell some sex stories you never know all right Paula, I'm kidding. They didn't do that. They're probably going, oh my God, we're hanging up this phone now. Bad connection. Paula is joint CEO and founder of, I hope I'm saying this right, Predixa. The company has developed a radical AI-driven software application. Predixa Dynamics, I love that name. That is disrupting the initial analysis stage within the consulting industry, thereby giving consultants, advisors, and coaches competitive advantage to win business paula believes creativity and originality are the cornerstones to bring a prosperity in any business and as an innovative and entrepreneurial thinker we like those with an excellent ability to lead and inspire at all levels paula brings wide-ranging skills from cross-industry backgrounds complemented by deep knowledge in design retail and manufacturing and supply chain management. Let's just say hello to Paula first before I start telling you about Kirsten. Hey Paula, how are you? I'm
1: very well. Hello there, Sandy, and I'm delighted to be here and helping you to keep it real.
0: (laughs) <laughs> well, do you have any sex tips for us? I mean, I well, know. Oh, my it. goodness me. That's putting me on the spot, isn't I'm kidding, it? I'm
1: kidding. Listen, I've been married for nearly 33 years. If I haven't got oh. it right now, I mean, I'm not going to get it right, am I?
0: Well, you know, if you've been married for 33 years, you might need some new tricks. I'm going to send wow. you the interview. You know, I you never know wait. what you can learn absolutely i
1: can share it with uh, my
0: husband we can we can listen to it together and you know what he's gonna he's gonna like that right you gotta (laughs) shake things up after 33 years (laughs) maybe
2: (laughs) listen i always
0: tell my friends they call me a prude but i'm really not Well, maybe i am but here's the thing i'm not a prude about whatever floats your boat and the other person is happy with it's consensual I don't care what you do, you know. Go yeah. have a good time with a tree. I, whatever it is, you know? Anywho, we're getting off topic. You better get your partner in here. Kirsten. Kirsten is a business strategist with more than 20 years of sector-wide experience in consultancy and project management while working in the Netherlands, Germany, and in the UAE. Ooh, this is gonna be a fun journey. Kirsten is very passionate about business improvement and with her company. Oh, I love this. You know what this means. Rising Fetus Consultancy. She provides services related to business transformations, customer excellence, and continuous improvement. She also supports companies and business owners to adapt to market changes and teaches them to think without a box. Listen, I need my box. I just saw this thing about the cat. And they're like, never go outside the box. I was laughing. I know it sounds stupid. I was laughing forever, Kirsten. You know? How are you?
2: Uh, Very good, uh, Sandy. Thanks also uh, for having me on your show. And hello from Dubai. Yeah. So uh,
0: are you single, married, wanting to meet somebody? Where are you?
2: Oh wow. Well, I have I have a past, haven't we all? Uh I was with someone for 21 years back in the Netherlands, but hey, uh my relationship di- yeah, didn't survive my uh call it escape to Dubai. Uh so I was single for a long time, but actually I just met someone a month ago and it's uh, it's really
0: nice. Oh, so you might benefit from the book, too, though. Keep it fresh. Keep it young, right?
2: Well, who knows? Maybe I know already a lot of things. Who knows?
0: Oh, okay. That's true. Paula, maybe she's going to be sending us secretly. What do they call it? DM me? I don't even know what I'm talking about. What's that? No, that's the down low. What is it when you instant message somebody private? Is that DM? Yes, yes, direct message, yeah, I think so. Oh, duh, direct, oh my God, there's something wrong with my brain. All right, well listen, you ladies are who, I'm sure we could talk about a million things. We're gonna try to get some tips in here, but I'm gonna start with Paula with the thing I ask all my guests, and then we'll go to Kirsten. This is so exciting. We're actually having a, what do they call that? When you have three people doing the same thing at the same time, and you bring somebody in. Don't think it's not, Again, <laughs> Sure, you want to be on this show. Oh, my God. And I only have tea, and you guys are at night. You probably have wine. Okay, here we go. By the way, right before, a minute before the show was recording, I get this huge bang at the door. I'm like, oh, no, I know. But it was my whole case of wine. I said, never mind. I'll get up for this. My case of wine just got delivered. All right. All right. So. Paula, one yeah. word to describe your past 30 days. We don't care what it is. What would be your word and why? The past 30 days. Yeah,
1: any um, word, anything
0: that pops in your head.
1: Anything that pops in my head. Um, I would say um, interesting. Interesting. Um, yes, we, are, um, we started a new um, marketing campaign um and uh, we've been reaching out to um consultants and businesses and we've had a really interesting response it's been far better than we were led to believe it to expect um so i suppose you know in this time of the pandemic when things have been so challenging particularly for businesses i think there are just some extraordinary little Highlights and jewels to be grabbed. Uh, it constantly surprises me what, what is happening. Uh, so I would say, the first word that came into my head was
0: interesting. I like that. I like, and you know what? I've never had that word. No one has ever said interesting. So I love first. Thank you for that. All right, Kirsten, what's your word? You had well, time to think. That was yes. I
2: just wanted to say that. But uh, variety is my word. And why is that? Because uh, if I look back uh, to the last 30 days, I've been doing a lot of different things. So also business-wise, I actually have been working with Predixa uh, as well. So with Paula and her husband, Zach. And a lot of developments are there. So I won't repeat that because that you already heard. Uh, But uh, next to that, I'm actually very thrilled. I'm working on a book. Uh, together with a friend of mine and I'm actually uh, writing poetry for that book and it's getting into a stage that we are almost ready to publish it online so that's very exciting and then of course also my private life some something so I call it variety
1: (laughs) and I'll just jump in here and say I've I've heard Kirsten's poetry and it's Excellent. Now, I don't consider myself to be um, a, a, a particular expert or critique, critic of poetry, but listening to um, Kirsten speak and recite her poetry, it's, it moves me. So I figure that, that makes yeah. it work, worthwhile. So I would strongly endorse Kirsten's poetry.
0: Oh, thank you. <laughs> okay, so wait a minute, did I see on the IWES WhatsApp, that you were performing poetry, like somewhere?
2: Uh, Yes,
0: correct. I I was at an open
2: mic uh, here, and it was very exciting because it was like a mix of people, very young people, a lot of African, like rappers, Afrobeats. And then it was me, the the white lady from the Netherlands, (laughs) reciting poetry. But everybody was very enthusiastic, and uh, it was good. And I'm definitely going to do that again once we are allowed to.
0: So much fun I love the way you say once we're allowed to isn't it like weird how you get excited you can get out no you can't you can get out no yeah. you can't and yeah. then you're like yeah. you know it's all right it'll, it, it, it'll settle down it's all gonna be good all right Paula we're gonna come back to you yeah the woman with Zach who's been married 33 years tell yeah. us how you ended up in Dubai I want to hear what? everything everything start uh, from the beginning from the time <laughs> you were
1: two no <laughs> oh, no 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 you don't want to hear that. No no uh, my, um, my it was I was actually following my husband and uh, he uh, he got an opportunity with um, Oracle and came out here but I stayed in the UK for 2 years because our youngest son was about to start some important um, exams so I stayed oh. with him um and i got also at that time our elder son was starting at university so i basically stayed at home and then ended up we decided to sell everything so i sold two houses three cars um and then we mm. moved over moved over to dubai it was quite sweet actually talking to the boys and saying look you know this opportunity's come up in dubai um what do you think and i mean at the t- now they are uh, 24 and 27 this was six mm. years ago so um, uh, but when we spoke about it they both said look you know you've you've put um, us before your needs for all of our lives and so now Aww. it's time for you to put your needs um, we're old enough to cope so off you go but what's so lovely now is that our older son um, has come to join us so um, he, uh, he's joined us in the business and uh, he's been with us now for two years. And so every morning I see him and my heart smiles when I see mm. him. But our younger son is still in London, but we yeah. were Zoomed with him yesterday, so it's fine. But no, so I've been out here six years, came out here, started um, a business in the events industry. Um, and then about two years ago, uh, we started Predicta.
0: Yeah. So tell me, what is the biggest highlight for you? Like if you said, Sandy, this is the one thing I freaking just love about being in Dubai, what would it be?
1: Um, I suppose you've got to talk about um, the five or six months of the weather. I mean, it's it's incredibly hot obviously for the three three months in the summer, June, July and August, and actually September, when the, the, the temperature drops a little bit, that's for me my worst month, because it's still very humid. But from about the middle of October, through to about sort of the end of April, it's glorious. And um, mm. it's just, and this I don't know, I've realised that there are some people who, for whom you know, being in the sun, they can take it or leave it, and there are other people who just sort of are energized by being in a warm and sunny environment. And I've I've realized I'm one of those people. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, it's that.
0: So, what is it like working with your husband? I would freaking kill mine, and I love him. I love him, <laughs> but oh my god, there's just no way
1: well it it can be a challenge of course and one of the the big issues of course is that you know when you when you sleep next to the person that you're you're going to be working with all day as well um, yeah it, it can be sometimes a little bit uh, overwhelming and you, and you just need to to have a break and get away and also the other issue is that when you're working together um, yeah, or rather put it another way, when you work separately and you you sort of leave to go to work or of course people are working from home now, but you know what i mean and and you're 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 exposed to different stimuli to different conversations to different people and then you come back in the evening and perhaps over dinner you share your stories and and you know it, it brings something new to uh that your conversation everything well when you've ex- been experiencing everything side by side the challenge is that you don't have that sort of freshness of an external view to bring to the dinner table sometimes so, yeah um, yeah i i do enjoy sometimes just you know particularly at the weekend uh, my husband will go off and do his cycling i'll go off and and go for a walk uh, i try to see some friends and just so that you can still keep things sort of fresh to bring new things sort of to talk about but 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 that's that's one of the challenges but the other thing is that because you're together you know each other so well there's this sort of um unspoken shorthand that makes things so much easier
0: yeah yeah do you complement each other's strengths very much so
1: yes absolutely um and we also have huge respect for each other's uh, skills and so, mm. when it comes to discussing things, you know, um, we're we're very much, you know, I, I have, I mean, I always say that that um, I, I've met never met anybody uh, who can be thinking on his feet and turn any experience any challenge into a positive sort of you know opportunity for sales or something he really does uh he's wow into thinking on his feet quickly and i really really respect that and then yeah. i have the creative side uh, so you know we do complement each other very well yeah that makes it all
0: worth it yeah yeah, yeah. I, and I know what you mean you need just a break even if you get along really well because my husband his lawyer he's been working from home but once in a while he goes in to the office in the city and he went in yesterday just to get some papers and he came back that night and my son are like dad you're home Eric. he goes oh my god I was just gone for the day Yeah, but it it was so different than what we're used to. You know, yeah. we're with yeah. each other, and yeah. it's fun when you even if you go bike riding or take a walk, anything exactly, you know? exactly. And I have to say, you know, with this with this lockdown, I mean,
1: not to bring a downer on it, but you know, I, I really um, am conscious that, uh, in fact, I, I'm reading a fantastic book at the moment called Lost Connections by Johan Harry, which is is it it challenges everything that we think we understand about mental illness and depression and Mm. at this current time i really feel for people who are you know locked in at home and and perhaps with people that they don't get on with well um, yes it must be um, a real challenge and uh, really feel for people who are going through that pain at the moment and then of course those people who are locked in and just on their own um and i know that uh, kirsten and i have been talking about the you know the challenges that uh, people have and the fact that you know we are a we are um, a tribal race and we like to be with people and if you're locked in on your own the challenges that that brings as well so um so yes working working with with someone you love um yes. is, can have its its challenges but generally i
0: feel very blessed You know what? I totally agree. It's like my friend was on the phone, and we were talking about all our friends, also who just live alone. And then we, I have the other group that has three or four kids, and they're trying to work from home. And I'm like, I'm gonna kill them. And I said, you know what? Those people are happier, even if they're gonna kill them, even if they're running around putting crayon on the wall. It's much better than being alone, you know, because you can focus on something else. When you're alone all you get to think about is what's going on out there. And it's crazy. But I'm, I, am, I am glad you brought that up because we were thinking of all the different fun ways to drop stuff off at people's doors and ding dong ditch. We've been doing it to a lot of people that are older or our friends that are alone. You know what? It puts a big smile on their face, a big, oh. big smile. And you know what else we did? My girlfriend about six months i don't know maybe it's even longer that she got one of these mini horses it's like a big dog it's called a therapy horse and right. she's been bringing it out to the park and older people and younger people are just flocking and they said oh my god you're putting a smile on our face so she, we're just going up and down the road with this <laughs> mini yeah. horse
2: that's really that's really nice yeah. uh, indeed. Uh, yeah. but, But you know, there's some
1: research from Harvard uh, that was done some time ago, and it talks about the ripple effect of kindness and how Mm. if you do an act of kindness to someone, then they feel uplifted, and they're likely to be kind or kinder to someone else. And the, the, the research showed that one act of kindness can then ripple out to five other people who then have five other acts of kindness. So one act of kindness ends up producing 125 acts of kindness. So it's like dropping that pebble into a pond and it rippling out there, a ripple effect of kindness. And as I say, that, that's from some Harvard research. So if, if any of your listeners want to Google ripple effect of kindness, they'll, they'll find that. But exactly as you say, Sandy, this, you know, doing nice things is not just great for the other person, but it makes you feel good too, which of course oh, is my the goodness. time of yeah. You know with lockdown and everything that that with so many people feeling so anxious it's a great way to just feel a, a little bit better
0: yeah i agree and those little things you people think oh it's so small like i you drop off a, they're like a little card or i dropped off a lollipop guess what it makes a huge difference and i'm glad you said that about the ripple effect because i didn't think about that but a few weeks ago i was in this coffee shop and this young man that had to be in his 20s came up behind me, wasn't even in a car, and we were in there, and he said, I wanna buy this woman's drinks. And it wasn't cheap, you know what I mean? It was like a hot chocolate with something my son wanted in it and a latte. I go, oh my gosh, no way. And he had been working out shoveling all day. He goes, nope, your face just told me I'm gonna buy you two beverages. I said, and I said, oh my goodness. And it did make remind me of the little things. Like I talk about that now, all the time and he wasn't trying to do anything because he just wanted to be friendly he goes nope that's just the way it works Mm. go enjoy you Mm. know and it was like 12 dollars and i thought you know it reminded Mm. me do those little things and it did it spurred me on to do all those little things here so Mm. Mm. remind you the little things really count but speaking of switching the gears here kirsten what's going on girlfriend you're going to read us some poetry
2: uh, well not tonight eh? I'm not prepared for that uh, oh, I, can, I can still I can but I, I had been working on it this evening to be honest because I'm also working on finding like illustrate illustrations
0: for the poetry it's really cool right now so uh, yes well you'll have to let us know maybe we can connect it so the people know how to find your poetry
2: uh, Yes, no, no, absolutely, absolutely, because uh, well, I'll keep you posted because uh, if all goes well, we will publish in March, but first on Amazon Kindle.
0: Woohoo Yes. Yep. <laughs> That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Okay. so so what do you want to know? <laughs> I want to know about your journey. I, first of all I could talk to each of you for hours because there's so many little pieces I could pull out of everybody's conversation. Mm-hmm. but from the Netherlands to Germany to UAE. Tell yeah. us about well, how you got here.
2: <clears throat> well, actually, like, uh, yes, I did work in Germany for about three years uh, for Adidas uh, at their headquarters, but I was still traveling back and forth from the Netherlands. So during the week, I was in Germany in a small vi- a village called Herzogenaurach, where the headquarters are. And uh, in the weekend, I was uh, home in Amsterdam. I lived in Amsterdam for many, many years. And after these three years, uh, my uh employer of that time found me an assignment uh, in uh, Dubai with a Ah. uh, big company here and we had like a a quite good project for almost a year but as it happens uh, funds were running out Uh, uh, of course consultants are not very cheap so at one moment we just lost the assignment and I can still remember me uh, going back uh, to Amsterdam, I was travelling as well back and forth like twenty five days here a week back in amsterdam and I was still with my mm. par or me- with my now ex partner and uh actually I was talking about it with paula a few days yes. ago that i was yeah, yes quite egocentric during those days i still remember one day that i came back was my final days here in dubai and i was in amsterdam my uh, uh, boyfriend during that time picked me up from the airport and i think we were five minutes on our way and i was looking at him and i literally said uh, quite loud as well i just don't i just don't want to be here I just don't want to. And that is, of course, not very nice if you're in a relationship. And (laughs) I managed to say exactly the same to my two directors of the company I was working. Okay. uh, They were like, they were really entrepreneurs and people who understood like what could go on. So they were not angry, but they were, were telling me, okay, if you don't wanna be here, what do you want to do? And uh, I literally said, I don't really know, but I have the feeling that the book is not done yet and that there are still uh, chapters to be written back in Dubai, but I just don't know how and what. And they told me, okay, go back or do what you want for a couple of months, unpaid leave. And that is what I did. I returned to Dubai for a month and I bumped into an old acquaintance of mine, actually a Dutch guy, who was then one of the directors of a German fintech company. And Mm. he immediately offered me a job here. So very quickly, and that was in 2016, uh, I moved to Dubai. And also there I said at home, like, "Okay, I am going. I don't know about you, but I am going. Yeah, yeah, so oh, okay so dokey. determined, yeah, determined. But what was the case? Sandy, I think mainly, I think a lot of people, maybe also some of your listeners, are there or have been there. Uh, after many years, you can get bored with your life, even if it's a good life, if it's a safe life, if it's nice. Uh, for me, I was bored. I needed to do something else, and I did need to escape my uh, uh, my comfort zone, and that is something i've been always an advocate of i'm also helping young people right now to step outside their comfort zone by coaching them supporting them and you know to take that step and to like risk some things why not and uh, that is also what I did also about two years ago when I started my own company, Rising Phoenix Consultancy. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not an entrepreneur. How do you say that? Pure song. I don't have the blood yeah. in me. My, my parents were no entrepreneurs. Actually quite a tough background, etc. Um, I was 46 when I started my, uh, my company and I don't regret it at all. I don't.
0: Woohoo! Yeah. And so then you can be an influence on a lot of young people because you walk the walk and you talk the talk. And I agree mm. with you, man. Good for you. Not mm. saying, listen, I'm just not even bored. I just I want to grow. I want yes. more. Yes. You know. So how did you find Paula?
2: Uh, we actually met each other during a networking event and maybe it's even more fun if, if Paula uh, tells her story, her side of the story. <laughs> uh, I always like it when she tells people.
1: <laughs> well, I'll, t- yeah, I'll tell a story. So, uh, and unfortunately, because this is an audio recording, I'll have to um, explain it in visual terms. but. Um, we, uh, we, I was attending um, a conference, and um, I wandered into the, uh, the the hotel ballroom. You know where these conferences are held. You know you walk mm-hmm. in, and um, and the layout was these circular tables, in, in what's called the cabaret layout. You know, so you, instead of having t- uh, uh, seating all the way around, then you've got a couple of two or three seats missing at the front of each table, as so everyone can face the 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 stage and uh i thought all right okay so this means that there's you know you have to be careful paula because choose your seat wisely because you're likely to be wherever you sit you're likely sort of to be there for most of the day because it doesn't look as if there's going to be much moving around
0: so i thought to myself
1: right choose your table wisely choose your table (laughs) wisely and i looked around and sitting at this table was this lady who had got uh, the top of her hair was um, bright red, short <laughs> short hair. Now, as I say, this is an audio, but I'm sure some of you are going to, um, you know, go onto LinkedIn and check out. Oh no, we're t- we attach Russell. pictures. Okay. Oh well. Okay. So, if you're looking up at Kirsten's photograph, she has her lovely red hair, and uh, I've been someone who's who. Um, I can't remember what my natural hair color is. I've dyed it for so long, and I've been pretty much every color under the sun. Um, But uh, it's a relatively straightforward sort of purpley brown at the moment. But to see someone sitting there with this bright red hair, I thought, that's my table. (laughs) <laughs> so I went and sat um next to Kirsten and there were also there was also another lady there who um was in um Indian traditional uh traditional dress but she had what was clearly a very uh, beautiful and delicate sort of ornate tattoo on her upper um on her forehead, and she was also. I thought to, thought to myself, "Now here's another interesting lady." So I'm set here. I'm, I'm at the right table. <laughs> yeah, and from, yeah. And actually, I, I, I'm sure you remember Kirsten that we we were quite a popular table generally, um, and uh, so anyway, that's and, and Kirsten and I started talking, and we've never stopped talking since, really. <laughs>
0: And I'm glad you told the story because there's no way that Kirsten could have done that justice. You know how you (laughs) walk in the life. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. All right. So now, Kirsten, I want to know from you the same thing. What's the most exciting thing or like, oh, this is awesome about Dubai, my favorite thing?
2: Uh, I think the favorite thing is actually the mix of cultures here. And uh, that is something I really like, and I want to relate it to something. Uh, again, if I uh, compare my like life right now with my life back in the Netherlands, it's interesting to see. I always thought when I was looking at myself, Wow, Kirsten, you've been a consultant for such a long time, and uh, external consultant. You must be very, like, uh, adaptive and flex. Uh, we- yeah, adaptive. Uh, I thought so. Uh, up till I came here, <laughs> because yeah. uh, it is like a melting pot of cultures. And... Uh, I really had to adjust and I think I did that very, very well and now also uh, I, I do know a lot of different cultures also business-wise and uh, in my social circle, uh, but for instance one struggle and I I do say I like it, eh, the culture, but there are struggles as well and For me, it's the thing around time, you know. Uh, I'm Dutch, and I don't know if you know, Dutch people are very punctual. Germans are even worse, but we Dutch (laughs) can do, like, we are strict with the time. So uh, it's not handy if you have that uh, in your mindset when you're here, especially not if you're working uh, in, for instance, in Arab or uh, sometimes Indian cultures. The, they're more relaxed, just like maybe you can even compare it with uh, Southern Europe, like Italy yeah, or yeah, uh, Greece. Yeah. And um, I found it so difficult and sometimes still Find it difficult that if you have yeah. a meeting with people nine a.m., then don't show up at nine thirty a.m. or ten. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and that that is difficult. But anyhow, you you do learn some things, but you also learn. Um, how to get a little bit easier with things. And uh, it helps, it helps. And it also helps with other cultures, I mean, to open up more. Um, I'm not afraid anymore to like show my own struggles and be vulnerable towards people Mm. because you really get a lot of things in return. And specifically, if I look at people who are not from Western countries, uh, they are more often more emotional and more They
0: tend to share a little bit more yes (laughs) yes (laughs) you know I was um, as you're talking I'm thinking about my husband who is Swedish and from Sweden and who knows I'm a melting pot of a bunch of things but I constantly will tell you how I feel and express myself. And my husband will always say to him the same thing. Like I'll go, well, I just wanna make sure we're communicating Mm -hmm. and that you understand how I feel. And he goes, oh my God, there is nobody that expresses themselves and how you feel to the Mm -hmm. max. So for him, it's completely foreign. Like you don't do that. That's how he grew up. Like you don't express yourself. And it's hard for me at times. I can't imagine like being like working and how do you adapt to all that different change? But I also think it's exciting. You know, it to is. be like, yeah, and to be accepting of this is how you are and this is your culture and how can we work together? I think that's awesome sauce. Because I remember even just going to Cancun, Mexico, and it was totally different there. And people were like, uh, you were supposed to be here uh, an hour ago. Oh, 15 minutes, 15 minutes. And they'd be like, you know, sleeping like what do they call a hacienda? Like they were taking their naps somewhere. <laughs> And I thought, oh my God, how could you say you were going to be here and then show up two hours later? But it was their culture. They were looking at me like I had four heads. So Kirsten, what is the one thing though that you've done? Because I think people would really benefit from this, Kirsten. When you were saying you are very punctual, you're on time and other people, it's just like, yeah, I come in this time and that. How did you change your mindset to be accepting and not get aggravated or anxious about that?
2: uh i think gradually you do adapt and what you do see if you can be a little bit more relaxed around it but still firm like it's not that i accept everything around that but it's not like i can't make real nasty com- comments because that is not working unless it these are people like maybe also from europe so it's more trying to not be bothered a bit about it and uh, uh, sometimes I have a trick with this and I, okay. do, that with, I do that with certain friends uh, so it's more in my social circle but as I told you I have quite some people from different cultures in my social circle. If I know that these people are usually late then if i really want to have them at 7 uh, uh, p.m i tell them yeah. 6 6 p.m and i show up at 7 so everyone happy. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <So> <laughs> it works you know what yeah. i don't even know if it's a culture thing because i have friends no matter what they're going to be 45 minutes to 90 minutes late and mm-hmm. I do the same thing. I do yes. the same exact thing. So yeah, good for I do you. The same
1: with my husband. He's he's useless with timing, with things like that. Really? Yeah, yeah. If I didn't do that, you know, I've I've been so stressed on almost missing so many trains, boats, and planes. So it's, I take that whole, you know, quota time forty five minutes earlier, and then we'll we'll still be late, but to the time <laughs> I said. But i I'll, I'll, I'll be less stressed. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah and, I agree. And- And I must say, like ladies, that sometimes it does help to really make clear that it's not so nice, that you don't really like it. I did it actually a while ago uh, with this, uh, some meetings I had with the same people. And every time like things happened that I was there waiting, they didn't, they were late or didn't show up and it was all online meetings. And um, one of the persons made a remark, which was mm, not so right for me. Uh, the person said, "Like, yeah, but it's very difficult for me to be on time uh, because because I'm so busy with so many things, and I have a family, and I have kids, and that." Yeah, I, had, I had difficulties with that. And at yes. that moment, I do tell someone like, okay, my time is as valuable as your time is to you. And don't give me that excuse. And I, I'm direct in those things.
0: And that's also a
2: background.
0: <laughs> no, it's yes. good. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. And not, I always say to people, I, like, listen, I don't know if I got through to them. I don't know if they're going to change, but it's important to me that I tell you how I feel. You know, because I I was I just had a meeting the other day and the guy goes, Sandy, you're wasting your breath. There's nothing you could say. <laughs> what he said to me that's gonna change my mind. And I'll call him Billy Bob. I said, I know Billy Bob, you are that stubborn, even to the point that it could hurt your business. But that doesn't mean I'm still not gonna tell you. Cause I need to tell you. And if you don't receive it, that's on you. So which I'm I gotta make sure we get this in because I'm looking at the time, I'm thinking, holy moly, we could go forever. I need to know paula start with you like what's your main goal with your company with kirsten like what do you guys what do you what's your main thing you want to accomplish like in the next five years well i mean
1: we're we're reaching out um we started the business um officially two years ago we've had a few sort of changes and whatever but now we're we're really moving forward and um, PREDIXA is essentially this brand new AI-driven diag- business diagnostic application, mainly for use by consultants. And as you explained, it it's, uh, it, it performs in a fraction of the time, um, the interview process that usually, t- typically takes weeks and weeks and sometimes months, and we do it in a matter of days. So it's it's really disrupting the whole of the, um, the consulting business. So it's a, mm. a tool for the consultants. But so I suppose, our, um, you know, we, we just want to get it out there. We want it embraced by as many consultants as we can, because we know it can help them win more business. And also it helps to deliver huge value to their clients. Mm. Um, so it's a real win-win, you know. Uh, so our, yes. our our vision is to, Um, you know get get this out and get it used by as many people as possible it's the same with any disrupt disruption technology you know it takes a bit of time for people to understand what it's doing and accept it because it is different and um, perhaps sometimes people are a little bit I wouldn't say afraid but you know well I need to I need time to just sort of process how it works and and what it does but we're finding when people do use it it's 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 revolutionizing the way they're approaching things. So I know that, um, you know, I'm sure I speak for Kirsten, and she'll speak for herself, of course, but we're very excited about this. And, and the the responses that we're getting have been great. So that's, mm. that's what we want to do is just, uh, Continue to get it out there, get people using it, um, and uh, hey, you know, build it into a successful business. But you know, we, we our, our passion is is seeing people succeed, is 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 yeah. helping people to, you know, be more efficient um, and and be successful. And we
0: know that we can we can do that. So that's that's what we would like to do. So Kirsten, what size companies are you guys going after? Like, what's your ideal client?
2: Um we actually uh, approach the market twofold. So uh, on one hand we are really targeting uh, consultancies and you need to think about more like the business transformation consultancies or management consultants preferably preferably the uh, boutique ones or the bigger ones it doesn't mean that we rule out freelancers with like really good thorough uh, experience because we can't have like these juniors in the field Uh, so that's on one side and these are consultancies uh, not only here in UAE or the Middle East, but definitely also in other english speaking countries so for instance we 're talking uh with with uh, people in australia u uh, k is of interest and of course u s is interesting and South Africa as well so that's that 's one part of it and mm. uh, the, and the other part is actually if we talk about a direct client. So uh, once again, with the consultants, it would mean that these consultants will reach out to their clients or to their target customers, and they can use our tool. And if I say that we are reaching out directly to clients, you need to think of like uh, definitely mid-sized and bigger companies. So uh, with a nice size, like I would say, again, like 100 people or more who could be respondents. Because if it's a very, very small company, like 10 people, 20, it's still possible. But uh, the more people you have, the more data you have and the more impact we're able to bring
0: with this tool mm. mm, mm. yeah I mean, yeah
2: just
1: to, to say there sandy we, we had a client a little a while ago it was a it was um, a media company it was five different agencies that had come together over the the course of about uh, the last two years and they were spread around the, the globe uh they had offices in beijing um, in uh, in Paris, in the UAE here, in, in the States. And, um, but what was happening was that the, uh, the company was working in silos, you know, you can imagine. And, and the, the executive team were trying to work out, right, we, yes, we need to be more successful in our sales, but we can see that some things are holding us back. How, you know, what is really at the, the bottom of this? What, what can we do? So mm. we ran for across the whole organization Um, I mean, the process itself, uh, to put it simply, it's it's very much like, um, the simplest terms is to say it's like a survey. But surveys are flat. When you run a survey normally, everyone gets the same questions. Because ours is run by AI, it means that as uh, our AI engine, which we call Ava, as Ava, Ava listens to everybody's responses and as... Uh, everyone is responding, she reacts accordingly and then changes the questions that she presents to subsequent people who come on to take the assessment. So she's slowly sort of predicting which are likely to be the areas of focus for improvement and innovation in a business. Mm. And and this, this organization, I think they had about 120 employees spread across the globe, and we were able to pull together the analysis Um, within uh, a total elapsed time of about 10 days. Now if you think about a consulting company trying to get across the world to interview everybody and gather all that data and then pull the results together into a meaningful analysis to present to the, the executive board. It would have taken certainly weeks, possibly months, and it would have cost a huge amount of money. And we were able to do it, you know, in a fraction of the time and the cost. And. Um, so as kirsten said it, it really comes into its own when you're dealing with sort of larger companies i mean we would say the minimum would be 25 employees but but because because ava needs the data to get her teeth into to really be able to to work yeah. on or whatever but uh, no it, it's um and, and the client uh, the the uh, the client the results that came out on one level really validated what they sort of knew was the problem but they couldn't quite put their finger on it Um, and that was things like that they were the uh, IT systems they were using weren't efficient enough. Um, it was holding back their salespeople. They weren't doing their customer uh, service properly. There are all sorts of things they sort of knew about, but it also came out with some other um, real gems that they weren't aware of. Because, of course, you know, when you, with so many businesses, um, they miss such a huge opportunity by missing by not tapping into the professional knowledge of their staff you know their staff are on the front line they know exactly what's going on they know where the problems are where the challenges they know what's going well as well but often that doesn't bubble up to the executive team who who are making the decisions and then you get these big strategic changes that tend to come top down and and without really um, tapping into the knowledge of those people who really know what's going on, so that's what Predicta does.
0: Uh, I I agree. And by the way, who created Ava?
1: What? Uh, who created Ava? What we came up with the name or created the actual Ava, the AI engine? AI engine. Oh, the, yeah, we we built that. We built that ourselves.
0: My goodness! Holy moly! Yeah. Yeah. Mazel tov. That's so exciting.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's great. But
0: so you know, exciting! To I mean, see it come to life.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, AI. Everyone talks about AI. It's a very um, buzzy word. It's very exciting. Um, but you know, it's it's effectively machine learning. It's a very sophisticated version of machine learning. And you know, I always explain it's it's like people hear about you know, machines that play chess, for instance, yeah. and they, yeah. they play, what they do is they play chess time and time and time again, they know the rules, and every time they lose a game, the, the machine realizes, right, I won't make that, you know, knight to pawn four again in that position and whatever, and they just learn, and that's what AI does, it's, it's a form of machine learning. Um, and uh, so you know it's just a sophisticated way so in our AI engine because it's it's worked with other companies before it's slowly learning and learning as people are responding and Ava will you know pull another uh, statement out of the bucket to go try this one and 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 slow because she's learning all the time but but what's what we're finding of course is that results are really powerful and and they they're, they're um, validated and and our our clients are thrilled with the results.
0: Ah, oh, it's so exciting. And I understand I literally understand how you could be taking years to try to figure this out and never get there. I mean, I can see it. I've I dealt with a lot of companies with this and I'm so glad because we you know, we've been kind of, you know, going over some of your tips here, but the fact that you mentioned so many people are not tapping in to their staff and their yes. ideas and the things. I, I was creating a podcast for kids ages eight to 12. And when I went to review it with the people who were producing it, they didn't talk to any kids that were eight and 12. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I can believe it, I can believe it. And I thought, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I was creating a journal and I was and I was going back and forth with my publisher. I was like, you know, if you guys talk to eight to twelve year olds, because that's not what they think, and I don't you find that funny? Like, wouldn't you do that the first exactly. thing? Exactly, it's extraordinary. There's a there's a lovely story
1: that that uh, I, I talk about in terms of tapping into the knowledge of your staff, it, and and it, it's to do with UPS. You know, I mean, obviously you've got a lot of people around the world, but from your American um, uh, audience, and uh, as uh, of course. You know in the states as indeed in in dubai at um at uh, a junction with traffic lights if you want to turn right you get priority don't you you don't have to stop at the lights you can just keep moving it's the same you have here. to stop
0: but then you can go yeah, yeah you have to stop but then you can go you don't have to wait yes that's
1: it so anyway uh there's a big meeting with all these drivers um and uh and one, you know one of the drivers sticks his hand up and says, "Look, you know, um, just a thought, but um, I've noticed that when I'm turning left at junctions, I spend a lot of time um, waiting, you know and idling at waiting to turn left. Um, Would't perhaps it be a better idea if the the routes that I was given, to deliver my parcels meant that I never had to turn left and I only had to turn right. And that way, I wouldn't have to waste time waiting at junctions and I'd get more deliveries done and all of this sort of thing. And you can imagine, you know, their colleagues there sort of sniggering behind their hands and and listen to this guy over here. Well, they did some scenario analysis and um, anyway, they now, Uh, they've saved up to 400 million dollars annually, they use 10 million less gallons of fuel, they've put 10,000 less metric tons of CO2 into the um, atmosphere, and that's just by UPS vans only turning right, and that came from one driver's suggestion. So it just shows a fabulous illustration that you know, you, you tap into the knowledge of people who really know, whether it be the kids that you're designing something for or you're running a business. Ask the people who really know um, and you'll find some fantastic um, suggestions. It'll, it, invariably, it will surprise you.
2: And I, and I also I also think uh, that there are like a lot of techniques there to, to do that there's so many like structured techniques which are related to yeah. continuous improvement where you can get that and actually also one of the uh, movements right now which you really see and actually I'm teaching uh, this Sunday I will give a, um, um, a lecture again for university here online about design thinking so this is all about also having this mm empathy for actually either your customers or uh, your your employees and co-creating with them and having them in the center of everything. So that's quite interesting. I love that. So do you lecture often about that, Kirsten? No, I actually happened to uh, to get in touch with a. He's an assistant professor here on a at the university. Paula is in touch with him uh, too, yeah. Yeah. and uh, we both did. I did two conferences where he was in, and later also one indeed with Paula, where we uh, uh, did a panel discussion where Paula was a moderator, and I had a separate session on this topic. And yeah, this professor asked me already earlier to do a big session with uh, with students all Emirati students here so that's extra interesting for me talking about culture huh? and mm. uh, this Sunday uh, it will be part of a full innovation week that they're organizing so I've no clue how many people I will get last time I had like 80 which was quite exciting so let's yeah. see, let's see what's
0: happening it's it's, it's nice I like those things excited for you. All right. Well, guys, we're getting near the end. We have a bunch of things we still have to do. So Kirsten, just some of the tips we already tapped into, but talk to us about focus on the low hanging fruit and what that means to you.
2: Okay. Uh, Well, low hanging fruit is actually another word for quick wins in an organization. So uh, often also as a consultant, uh, but not necessarily people in an organization can see that often as well. You have these easy wins. So uh, could be, for instance, things that you're uh, doing like manually in different uh, programs. Uh, You can do maybe in one easy uh, list. Uh, If you improve that process, it might take you like a few hours to improve that, but you have a very quick win in your business. And uh, that's also, indeed, another terminology for low hanging fruit, because also if you have an a, an apple tree and you have these apples like really hanging like low above the, the, the ground, it's easier to, to pick them than to climb up all in a tree. And uh, I believe and I know that Paula is on the same track here is that Uh, when you're able to harvest these quick wins, you have very quick results for an organization and they're really moving into the right direction. And it's not the time anymore to have these very huge, um, uh, call it change programs where you have to wait for, you don't know how long for uh, the results to show up. And also right now in the current times, there are too many changes and there are too many things unknown so you can't plan that far ahead so for instance if you want to exchange an, a legacy system in a, in a company which usually takes like at least a year if not longer uh, what if the world has changed after that year What and, and you have invested so much money in that so we believe mm. in making these very quick uh, wins which again we can also do with our software so it is actually focused on these quick runs as well
0: well i have to say something you two ladies must have a hoop i wish i was over there in dubai you guys are like a riot i mean you must have so much fun working together but we got to go to rapid fire so i'm going to go back and forth i'll tell you who's going to answer the question just fun little questions to get to know you does that sound good before we wrap up sure yeah sure all right paula you're first if you were going to be an animal, what would you be and why? Oh, it's um, I think it's a tiger. I just
1: love tigers. And, and interestingly, I've always, I've always loved tigers, and uh, tigers are the king of the jungle in India, mm. and my husband is originally from Pakistan, which of course, before partition, was part of India, and his name means king of the jungle. Ah. spooky spooky but anyway no tiger
2: all right (laughs) kirsten uh well if i am uh, i need to to choose a like real animal i would say a dolphin uh why um because uh dolphins are very very intelligent and uh, also playful and okay secretly i do have an uh, a dolphin inked on my shoulder long time ago <laughs> and if it were a mythological creature definitely the phoenix
1: and and i have to tell you kirsten has the most beautiful tattoo of a phoenix yes. on her left on her left well, arm we're gonna have
0: to, is to get the a picture best tattoo i've ever seen <laughs> Well, you're going to have to, because we will put pictures up of you guys. We need a picture of that. So you have to send us one. Okay. Kirsten. Yes. What's something you can tell us about yourself that most people may not know?
2: Ooh, now you're asking something difficult. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Could be anything. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, yes. Uh, Okay. Uh, A lot of people still don't know that I'm a whiskey mistress okay please
0: explain (laughs) I knew that you're (laughs) going
2: to say that okay it's not as exciting as you think it might be but I am here uh, in a uh, I'm part of a whiskey group here in Dubai and the person who is in charge of everything is called the master or the mistress so yes I do keep Uh. I do keep a blindfold at home but it's just for whiskey purposes
0: (laughs) I was like, I knew we'd get back to sizzling yeah, sex. Like, we're... <laughs> oh, but when you said whiskey mistress, all of a sudden I create these pictures in my head of the old West, you know, people coming in, slinging a gun, putting a shot of whiskey down. All right, Paula, what about you? Well, I have
1: had the chance to think while Kirsten was doing that. Um, uh, many years ago, um, uh, I, uh, uh, Prince Charles stood on my foot, um, so uh, just oh. to explain, I was in London, uh, we were in, uh, in the theatre district and I was walking along the street, busy chatting to a friend of mine, and um, I was just vaguely aware of this car pull up and somebody get out of, you know, the door was opened and somebody got out of the car and I didn't really notice and uh, he stood on my foot. So that's my shoe.
0: Did you frame it?
1: What did you do with (laughs) it? I was so surprised. And he was surprised and his security guard was surprised and we just went, whoa, and then I wandered on. But I thought I should put that on my CV. Prince Charles was still on my foot.
0: Yes, absolutely. (laughs) That's a song, man. (laughs) Paula, favorite color?
1: Pink. Really, really bright, bright, bright pink. Cerise pink.
0: Paula, your favorite food? Uh, My favorite food is probably um, avocado. Oh, my God, who picks avocados? That's too healthy. All right. (laughs) Avocados. All right. Kirsten, what about you? Favorite color? Do you still have to ask? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> definitely red red yes <laughs> red i mean yeah well you never know you could have changed now it's blue I know, who knows I know, I know. okay and favorite food um i would say in general thai food okay have you gone to thailand yes i have yeah a couple of times yes great all right that's a whole nother podcast okay back to paula ready for this one it's not a big one just a hobby something that you like doing in your free time? I love playing my piano. I do have a little baby grand
1: here. I play just personally for my own pleasure. I have enough music here that's at a level um, that I can sight read. And uh, I also sing, although not at the moment because all singing is um, banned. but I sing. I've been trained, semi-professionally trained for soprano. So classical music, singing and playing my piano is my absolute passion.
0: Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I have so many questions. Did you say singing is banned? Yes, I mean in terms of it being in a choir. Oh,
1: (laughs) okay, you're giving
0: me a heart attack. No, 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 no. Singing on
1: your own is fine, but singing in a choir, it's one of those um, super spreader events. Well,
0: my family doesn't like when I dance around the house and they were trying to ban it, (laughs) so I thought you weren't allowed to sing in your house.
1: No, singing in a choir, I really miss it. I really miss that.
0: Oh, my God, that's too funny. Okay, now I fell so far off track, but the hobby definitely be singing and playing the piano. So what about you, Kirsten? Um,
2: I would say like one of my biggest hobbies uh, is indeed uh, writing. So the poetry writing, I do see that as a hobby because it's definitely still in an amateur status and yes a hobby but also unfortunately i can't do much about that and i think um, nobody can uh, traveling i really love to like uh, explore other cultures meet people uh uh, yeah mainly these uh, and yeah i like to be uh, outdoors
0: as well yeah me too and we'll be doing that soon all right paula last words is there anything you didn't get in that you want to say to the people Let's keep it real baby. Well I think
1: the only thing I would say is that uh, you know this is this has been a really challenging time but there have been some extraordinarily wonderful things that have come out of this this time. Um, You know the way that we've reached out uh, using digital formats I mean uh, the conversation we're having now Sandy we met at a time during the pandemic through these, these, uh, these platforms and formats. And um, I have witnessed the most um, extraordinary acts of kindness. And I mm. feel so, you know, it is a challenging time. It gives it, people are very anxious. But you know what? I just believe in the ultimate goodness of people. And I think we're, we're going to get there and we'll get better. We'll be better as a result of it.
0: I, I feel sure. I, I agree, Paula. So how can they reach you? How can they find you? Everything.
1: Yes, they'll find they'll find um, me on LinkedIn. So Paula Newby, if you uh, and Predixa is P-R-E-D-I-X-A. We are Predixa.ai um so and paula.newby at predictor.ai those would be the suggested routes to get hold of me and i would love to hear from some of your um listeners uh just just to just to converse you know digitally be lovely
0: yeah yeah they will and kirsten what about you anything you want to say we didn't get in
2: uh, yeah maybe and it's a little bit in the same line as Paula did but it has to do with like the current situation as well I want to say indeed like let's be kind also to each other and take care of each other like if you see that people are not doing well uh, talk to them try to try to help and also it's something I often do uh, tell people it is okay not to feel okay and don't be too harsh on yourselves and it It really, really helps, I would say. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And how can they reach
0: you, Kirsten?
2: Um, I think also the easiest is on uh, or via LinkedIn. So uh, Kirsten Westholter. I think there's only one of me. So that is uh, that should be easy. (laughs) And uh, via email um, could also be uh, on the Predixa email address because we've been talking a lot about Predixa also today. So Kirsten.Westholter at Predixa.ai.
0: Well, ladies, I'm sad to say we have to wrap it up. It's been so enjoyable. We covered so many different topics. We could probably talk for hours. We'll have to bring you back. My let's keep it real people. They've kept it real. Share this. I know there are people that could benefit from it, so share it. Don't forget to rate it. Tell your friends. Go on Patreon and support us. Paula and Kirsten, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for staying up late with me. I'm so, I cannot wait, I want to come to Dubai so bad, that's got to be one of my fourth, first places I go when they let us out, when they let me loose, because I do love travel, 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 yeah, cool. I'll go anywhere, I'll go alone, I'll say, hey, here I am, put me up, I'm not shy, yes. <laughs> we, look <laughs> forward. we look forward to welcoming you, Sandy, Yes, absolutely. I'll show up, and you know, but For now, we have to go, and you know what I'm going to say. Until next time, toodles.
1: Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share
0: it with a friend who you think would love it. Also, don't forget to check out Sandy on Patreon.